This is an Equity Bates Media podcast. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Talk money to me. Hello and welcome to Talk Money to Me, your need-to-know financial podcast. Thanks so much for tuning in. I'm Candace Burke. And I'm Felicity Thomas. Now, as this year draws to a close, we really wanted to review the 23 stocks we pitched at the start of the year because we know you've asked for it. That's right. So we will be doing that in this special episode. But before we reveal the stocks that made it in the uh, portfolio for 23 ideas for 2023, As always, please remember our chat today, guys, is not considered personal advice, even though we are registered financial advisors at Shoring Partners. Please note that this podcast and the content discussed does not constitute as financial advice, nor is it a financial product. So everything we're speaking about is general in nature, of course, and you should go out and seek your own professional advice before you make your investment decisions. That's right. In fact, all companies discussed on our show are offered in good faith based on facts known at the time and do not contain all relevant information in respect of the financial products to which they relate and are based on everything known at the time, which is actually the 12th of the 12th, 23. Um, But before we get into the review and how we went, for the last time this year, we want to have a quick look at the current bull and bear cases in the market at the moment. Up first, we've got the Goldilocks data. So it's still a very favourable labour market. Um, The rebalancing is the lowest jolts job openings over the last two years and actually has had the biggest sequential decline in one-year inflation expectations in December since 2021. Then number two, you've got disinflation traction is also supported by gas prices falling below $3 a gallon in a number of states. Um, And the main Heim used vehicle value index is actually down 2.1% month to month in November. Number three, the big banks embraced a soft landing and consumer resilience narrative at the Goldman Sachs US Financial Services Conference, while more discussions about a slower than expected credit normalization process was spoken about. However, there was no negative surprises from a charge perspective. Number four, AI Tailwind is back in play with Alphabet and AMD up big this week following their product updates. And there's only five bullish points for us. Despite a big wave of CTA buying in recent weeks, some firms noted positioning not a headwind, particularly if the rally continues to broaden. Yes. And look, I'm in the same camp, Felicity, as your final point. Like I do hope the Santa Christmas rally does indeed continue because we all need some green on our screen. But to give you the download at the bear camp, the sentiment is still very much negative. In particular, they're citing the overbought conditions at the start of this week. 
on the back of the heels of a, a big five-week rally where we've seen almost nearly a third of the S&P 500 having an RSI over 70, according to Goldman Sachs data. So overbought territory, really. Number two, sentiment and positioning is no longer a contrarian positive with the BOFA, bull and bear indicator, up to about 3.8, which is an increase from 2.7. This marks the biggest jump in over 10 years. Uh, Number three, look, there's more deflationary talk, um, particularly with Walmart CEO noting lower prices will put more onerous on volumes to drive top line growth, even though the US consumer still hasn't seemed to fallen over. Number four, we've got lower income consumer facing some pressures, shifting their budgets to non-discretionary items as it does get tighter and tighter. And also it's, it's the holiday season. Um, five, it's the big China recovery concerns. You know, it's still still very much slow out of the gates, really flagging in the likes of concerns around Starbucks and P&G. While there's still no appetite for beaten down China stocks in the Shenzhen uh, being down nearly 3% this week and the Shanghai composite, sorry, is off about 2%. So China's still looking weak and slow and sluggish. Six point here, Felicity, is the BOJ policy normalization expectations were pulled forward, driving big yen bounce. And then finally, the funding rate pressure, you know, treasury market um, concerns and scrutiny with a combination of heightened demand for sponsored repo and ongoing Fed QT. So all eyes, as we've felt in the last few months, is really on the next Fed decision. Who knows what they'll do? I don't even think potentially they do until yeah. they lead right up to the meeting, right? Let's have a little pause. Another pause would be nice. That would be lovely. So from our perspective, it is good to, to have these bull and bear cases, but let's just take a moment to think about the market and really the the level that we're at in terms of sentiment, uh, valuations, and of course, interest rates, which we believe we're at peak right now. And some point next year, as we've been speaking about Felicity with lots of our clients um, and different managers that you've no doubt heard on the show this year, we will feel a rate pause or fall some point next year, which should be good for equities, but we are going into challenging times. We know that for corporates and stocks, our global GDP is expected to slow. Yeah, that's right. So for us, it's really the case of being diversified. You know, look at other asset classes other than just equities, but we're not saying to get out of equities. Uh, look at bonds. Potentially, we're locking in some fixed rate bank bonds at the moment, paying over 7%, uh, which is really fantastic. Um, but with our equities, we're being a little bit more selective as well. Yeah, that's right. So with that in mind, let's do the fun part now, as we promised. Let's refresh our memory of the stocks we picked at the start of this year for 23 stock ideas for 2023. So winding back the clock, Felicity and I set ourselves the challenge to pick a range of different stocks or investments across different sectors and geographies with the idea of seeing how this portfolio performed. We weren't able to touch it. Hypothetically, we bought one share of every idea pitched. Uh, And for purposes of portfolio tracking, what I've done here is I've picked the closing prices of the 30th of December, 2022, and I've wrapped it up today being the opening prices uh, for the 12th of December, 2023. Yeah. So I guess here we're assuming it's an equal weighted portfolio. So this was the first test. If we just bought and held a diversified portfolio of both micro cap, small cap, large cap, 
internationally and within Australia. Uh, Really excited to see how we went. Um, The good news is that overall we're actually up over 10%. Uh, But first, let's take a quick break and hear from our sponsors. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. All right, we're back. So CB, you go first. Can you just remind us what your stock picks were for 2023? Of course. So if you listen back uh, across the three-part series, I was bullish on Elders, Qantas, Disney, Total Energies, Mineral Resources, Seek, Ulta Beauty, James Hardy, Aussie Broadband, ABB, the stock code, Car Sales, PayPal, and then finally, We were able to pick a theme each and I went long with the AI theme and I cited Microsoft, Amazon, Google, two ETFs being Robo, R-O-B-O and R-B-T-Z. So they were my 12 stocks to make up the 23 uh, portfolio. So overall, how did I go? Well, I marked it out this morning, as I said, and the selection of these stocks on average has returned 23%. So not bad year-to-date performance. (laughs) Phew, I'm up. (laughs) (laughs) Very lucky. So as you can tell, it's actually been my small cap portfolio that's dragged this 23% back down to 10%. (laughs) (laughs) Look, this is my my style of investing, right? Like all of these stocks have have a pretty decent market cap. They're they're definitely more on the larger to mid-cap size. And if I compare how I went 23%, I actually so far, as as we're recording right now, so I'm going to lock in the details now, the S&P 500 is up so far year-to-date about 20%. So pretty happy and chuffed with my performance. Now, if you break it down, how did I get this performance? So just quickly, the top three performers, James Hardy was up 88%, Amazon closely followed at 76%, and then Microsoft Another AI theme, 56%. So very good returns on those three names. And the laggers, um, we've had a lot of airtime about Elders, the business this year. That was one of my stocks that was down 28%. Min Resources, another quality business that was down about 19%. And PayPal was down 15%. All right. So given the selection of stocks and what's gone on during the year, what would you keep, uh, sell, trim? What are you thinking? So with Elders, I'm thinking I'll buy more. Qantas I'll probably hold, Disney buy more, Total Energies for their EV and decarbonisation hold, that thematic I'm loving, definitely top up, buy more min resources, hold Seek, hold Ulta Beauty just because the US consumer really hasn't fallen off but um, I just want to see what plays out there. Look, given the performance of James Hardy, I'd probably trim profits because we're up 88%. ABB, I'd trim profits as well. Car sales would probably be my one that I'd sell out completely and find a new idea. I've made 40%. And I think the price has kind of peaked for now. And I'm just a bit worried on the consumer in Australia, a bit more than the US. Um, PayPal, I'd buy more. And the AI theme, definitely hold. 100% holding for that. So 
with me, with the trims and sales, if I can give myself another idea, I would say let's reinvest my capital into CSL. And look, you can listen to previous episodes as to why CSL. Uh, we also had June Bailu pictured as her best stock for 2023. Uh, not surprised by that one. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> All right, Felicity, let's go back in time. Just reveal your stocks again that you added to this uh, amazing portfolio. Okay, so my picks were I had Playside, I had Merck, I had Strandline, I had Family Zone Cybersecurity, which is actually now Coria, IGO, Global Lithium Resources, I had Javois, I had Cressos, I had APM Animal Health, and I finished off with Regal Partners, and I had Regal Partners finishing off with a uranium theme, which also absolutely killed it. So here we have Silex, Paladin, Boss, Peninsula, and Lotus. Now, this combination, like I said, is actually sadly down 3%. Now, this is due to two serious losers, being Strandline and Javois, down 75% and 85% respectively. So they've really, really hurt my portfolio. However, the three best performers that have actually really shot the lights out, considering the environment that we were in this year, Cressos, 169%. I wish I just put all the portfolio into that one. <laughs> <laughs> or I could have spread it uh, with some of the uranium plays. Then we've got Boss up 82% and Lotus 37%. <laughs> Yeah, it, look, this, as you said, this just is a testament to the market that we're in um, and in particular the small cap environment, right? So with that in mind, just run us through your stocks. What are you thinking in terms of buying, topping up, selling, exiting? Yeah, absolutely. So if we look at Playside, right, it's down about 17% for the 12 months. I'd actually buy more of this. However, I should have updated you. I actually took some profits over 70 sense earlier in the year. This is why I think with a small cap space and probably even with large cap, we need to be a bit more active um, and keep you posted. I'm going to sell out of Merck completely. They've actually recently had a negative outcome for their MS trials and I'm going to reinvest that into Weebit Nano, the semiconductor play. I'm going to sell Strandline completely when it gets out of a trading halt before the end of financial year. I might give it the next six months to run, um, but you can't get much lower at this point. <laughs> I'm going to actually buy more Coria. Uh, mm. Super underloved here. This company is actually cash flow positive. It's in the right space, cybersecurity for children. So I'm really going to hold my conviction here. And then we've got my lithium stocks. So your IGO and your global lithium one, GL1, sorry. I'm actually going to hold strong here and buy more of both of these. Um, the lithium prices come off a lot, but I'm going to hold strong. I'm going to sell out of Javois before the end of financial year as well. Take that loss. It'll offset some of the gains. I'm going to trim a little bit of profits in Cressos, but I'm actually not going to get out of it completely. Apium, I'm actually going to top up as they've recently had a really good report. I'm going to put it in the same underloved category, um, but I'm going to reduce my cost base here and then we'll eventually look to sell in profit. So watch that. Silex, I'll hold. Paladin, I'm actually going to sell. Boss, I'm going to take some profits. Peninsula, I actually participated in the placement at seven and a half cents. Um, so I'm going to hold that. And Lot, I'm actually going to sell. And I'm going to reinvest these uranium ideas into two better ones, I think, Deep Yellow and Next Gen instead. Okay, so still very much sticking with the resource theme, it sounds like, with, you know, topping up IGO and GL1, for example. 
um, and you're essentially saying watch your losers for another six months and have a decision around end of financial year. Well, correct, right? We can't get much lower with Strandline and Javois. No. Yeah. So I want to see what they can do, whether the Strandline new management can actually turn things around um, and what happens with Javois in the next six months. But most likely I'll be using it as a little tax loss. And you can see, love a tax loss, but you can see when it comes to high growth businesses that are still very much um, early development stage or, you know, still hashing out their, their um, full pipeline of revenue and earnings that it does take more than 12 months potentially for a company to to hit those milestones. So you have to stay invested and convicted with a small cap business idea. I also think there, right, you do need to be a bit more active and take profits. You know, for example, IGO was actually up significantly at one point. So was GL1 and even Silic. So I think those are the companies that you definitely need to watch um, and be a little bit more active for sure. But yeah, all in all, luckily we had your blue chip portfolio to keep us in double digit territory. <laughs> so thanks for that. Let's see how mine goes next year though. Oh, that's so funny. So, but look, as, as we finish off this fun little experiment that we did for 2023, the results are in. And as we said, we're both still smiling because we're up double digits, 10% overall. So not a bad effort. If we compare it in particularly to the ASX market, look, it's, it was pretty much going to be flat about a week or two ago, but now we're having a nice little rally. It looks like we'll end up you know, being slightly positive for this year, about 4% so far. Oh, that's nice. So I guess just to kind of summarise, yes, unfortunately, small caps really hurt the portfolio. But like Candice and I said, it's going to be very interesting and exciting to watch the next 12 months in the markets, the different environment that we're in. And like we said earlier, we've taken on your feedback. So we're actually going to update everyone a bit more regularly on what we're doing with these particular companies and whether we sell out and put a new idea that could be how we work the order pad next year actually <laughs> <laughs> love how we're continually learning how to improve the podcast but we do love hearing from you our listeners as well because you do give us some great ideas you can reach out to us as always through our social media channels and our email is displayed in the show notes below i'm just going to quickly read us out for what feels like one of the last times of the year our disclaimer so before we sign off Please remember, although Felicity and I are financial advisors at Shrine Partners, as always, today's discussion does not constitute as personal financial advice because we don't know your personal circumstances. If you did pick any of our stocks and you've done well, congrats to you. But that was all based on general advice only. And before you make your investment decisions, go out and seek professional advice before you make any actionable plans. That's it. You need to go seek personal financial advice. This is just general advice and just for fun about what Candace and I are doing with our imaginary portfolio. Uh, <laughs> feel free to reach out to us on our social media channels or send us an email which is displayed in our show notes below and follow us at Talk Money To Me Podcast for daily market updates. Until next time. See you then. You have been listening to an Equitymates Media production. In the spirit of reconciliation, Equitymates Media acknowledges the traditional custodians of country throughout Australia and their connections to land, sea and community. We pay our respects to their elders past and present and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples today. This podcast is intended for education and entertainment purposes. Any advice is general advice only and has not taken into account your personal financial circumstances, needs or objectives. Before acting on general advice, 
you should consider if it is relevant to your needs and read the relevant product disclosure statement. And if you're unsure, please speak to a financial professional. The hosts of this podcast and their guests may have positions in the companies mentioned. Equitymates Media operates under an Australian Financial Services Licence 540697. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.